0: Hello, this is Tim, the lead pastor of Mosaic Portland, and welcome to the Mosaic Portland podcast. We exist to follow Jesus in authentic community for the world. And right now we're gathering Sundays online uh, to worship together and to open up scripture together. And then after that, we have virtual house gatherings that meet all over our city. And the great thing about these is that you can actually join in wherever you're listening from. We think these right now are the best way to be known, to connect with others, And to be on mission together they're also where we pray together on sundays in smaller communities but we take communion together and debrief what the talk was about and engage scripture more if you want to find out more information of how to be a part of one in this season you can find out more info on our website mosaicportland.org now let's go to scripture together as we listen to this podcast hey welcome Uh, my name's adam part of the team here at mosaic So good to be with you uh, this morning, unless you're watching at a different time. Uh, I want to start just by saying a quick Happy Father's Day to all the dads. I know it's been said, uh, but I I hope you feel celebrated today. I want to say a special Father's Day to my dad, George. I love you, and I hope you're celebrated today, and we'll call you here in a little bit, I promise. And we're going to continue in our teaching our summer series uh, called Prayers of Renewal. And this summer, we believe that God wants to do something significant in us, and significant through us. And we are engaging in conversation with Him, in prayer with Him, um, seeking this renewal. So we're going to continue that today, and we're going to be looking out of a, a passage in Matthew 6. It's a teaching of Jesus about prayer, and a prayer that, that He models for us. It's a really well-known prayer that you might recognize. And so we're, we're going to be going to Matthew 6, uh, but, but before we get started, I want to take a moment just to pray for us. Father, um, thank you that we can gather in this way, that we, we can sing songs about you and your goodness and your faithfulness, that we can encourage one another. And uh, I, I, I pray for us as we get ready to open your word, that you would uh, open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear what your spirit is doing in us as individuals and as a church family. Uh, lead us, give us the courage to respond um, and to seek after this renewal that I believe you have for us. We thank you for this day. We love you in your name. Amen. If you've, if you've been around a while, you've probably heard me talk about a, a few passions that I have, <clears throat> one of them being outdoors. I love being in the woods, um, out where there's trees and nature. I, I love all that. Uh, another passion of mine that you've heard me talk about is, is running. And a few years ago, I found a sport that brings those two things together, running, in the woods. It's, it's an actual thing, trust me. It's called trail running. And I got into it, started uh, running different trails and meeting different people and discovered that they have organized races for long trail runs. And so I signed up for one a handful of years ago. And the thing about these organized trail runs is they're very, very long distances. I don't know why, the organizer set it up this way, but, but I chose to sign up for one. And um, they're they're hard runs because you're running up mountains and down and it's a long distance. So it's the kind of run that you need to have a lot of food and water for or else you're probably not going to finish. But but it's not just a little bit of food and water. It's a lot and it's hard to run with an igloo icebox. So what the organizers for these races do is every five or seven miles, they set up these things called aid stations and they're staffed by uh, volunteers. Oftentimes it's a spouse of someone running or a friend or a child, or it's someone who used to be a runner, whose knees are too creaky to run now, and this is how they participate. But at these aid stations, as you're running this race and going and going, uh, you'll find everything that you need to be renewed, to be refreshed, to keep going on this long run. And uh, especially in the back half of this long run, I I don't know that you could finish this distance of a race without the aid station, without renewal, the, the things that you can eat and drink there. You and I are also on a race. Hebrews 12 tells us, gives us this analogy that for us who follow Jesus in this world, who represent his kingdom, we are on a long race. And like a long race, you and I need renewal along the way. <clears throat> now, our renewal doesn't look like a cup of water and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but our renewal looks like new life and hope that God wants to give us to renew us, to, to, to bring this into our lives. One definition of renewal that, that we've, um, we've looked at the last few weeks, this is something that Tim has, has introduced to us, is this. Renewal is new life experienced in individuals' communities, and culture when aligned or realigned with God's presence, resulting in participation in God's kingdom purpose for the world. Renewal, this, this new life that you and I get to experience when we align or realign ourselves with God's presence. That's my hope. That's my belief for this summer as we engage into this teaching, as we engage into these conversations, these prayers with God. I believe in my faith that he has renewal for me and he has renewal for you. And so today we're going we're gonna to look at what Jesus says about prayer and, and this model of this prayer that he models for us that is a prayer of renewal. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Um, it's going to be on the screen as well. I'm going to be starting in verse 5, and this this passage, um, in my Bible at least, is called prayer, and it's it's part of a larger teaching over three chapters that, that, that Jesus is teaching, a very famous sermon uh, that is very countercultural. It was countercultural 2,000 years ago. It still is today. It's powerful. It speaks to our everyday life, and this passage is about prayer. Now, Jesus is going to model one of probably the most famous prayer for us. But before he does, he he begins with some warnings about what prayer isn't, what what motivations lead us the wrong direction and what barriers might prevent us from prayers of renewal. And so we're gonna begin in verse five. And Jesus says this, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. So Jesus begins this teaching on prayer with, with a bit of a warning of, of how not to engage in this prayer and how not to engage in conversations with God. And he begins with, with a group that, that he calls the, the hypocrites. The, 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 they're people who are, are playing a part, who are, who are playing a role, who are praying out loud on street corners, who are praying to be heard by others, but their prayers are detached from their heart. It, it, it's an exterior religious action uh, that is detached from their heart. Their, their heart is, is not for God. And, and he begins with this warning, and, and I can imagine that, that as he is talking about this, the people who are hearing him teaching, they, they've probably experienced that person. They've seen that person on the, on the street corner, and it's well known that, that, that even if they're religious leaders or influencers, that they're just going through the motions, that this isn't real, this isn't legitimate. It's, it's detached from their heart. They're just going through the motions. And, and I do want to say... To be clear, Jesus isn't teaching not to pray out loud, right? We, we do this all the time. In fact, I'm going to do this here in just a few minutes in my house gathering. We're, we're going to pray for each other and with each other, and we're going to pray out loud. Jesus isn't speaking to the fact that they're praying out loud and being heard. He's speaking to the fact that they're praying apart from relationship with God, that, that they're just kind of going through the motions of the prayer. And and, and what Jesus is teaching about prayer is that it is connected and sustained by God. That he is inv- inviting us to bring our uncentered, authentic, true selves to him in prayer. This, this theme that, that he's getting at when, when he tells these, his listeners not to just go through the motions of prayer, it's actually a, a theme in scripture that, that predates this conversation, this sermon that Jesus is teaching. And, and as far back as, as Isaiah, we read about this. In Isaiah 29, 13, it says, God speaks, these people come near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. They honor me with their words, their lips, but their hearts are far from me. This, this type of prayer is not a prayer that aligns or realigns us with the presence of God. It's just a prayer of going through the motions. So Jesus warns his listeners, hey, don't don't engage in prayer. You've seen it modeled this way, even by religious leaders. Don't engage in prayer in this way because it's not about the words. It's not about being heard. It's not about creating this persona of spirituality. It's about connecting with the presence of God. And then he goes on to this, this other group who are, are pagans who are just simply babbling on. Um, I, I read one commentary who said, if we were to really pull that word babbling on or that phrase babbling on into our language today, it would be the same as saying blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're just kind of going through the motions of saying these words, casting out words to a deity that's seemingly far away and indifferent saying these prayers, saying these words over and over again with the hopes that maybe this deity who is indifferent and far off will listen and respond, but, but, but the expectation is not truly there. There's not a belief in these words that are being casted out. The, when I think about this prayer, it, it makes me think of um, a time in my life when this was, we just moved to Oregon and I had injured my knee uh, playing basketball and had to go get an MRI and had to go do a bunch of other medical things and racked up a, a pretty significant amount of medical debt that we didn't have means to take care of right away. And, and, and you probably have felt that pressure. You have a bill you can't take care of. What do I do about this? And I was at the grocery store getting some groceries paid and I was walking out and I walked by the lottery machine and I did it. I just bought like three tickets and i was like man this is it this this is the resource i need i mean i've got a couple thousand dollars worth of medical bills but i'll take 460 million dollars so here we go and and the act of buying a lottery ticket is i know i'm not going to win right i'm not going to win but but i'll throw it out there because you never know as jesus describes this way of praying that's, that's the image that comes to mind for me. It's, as, it's a throwing out of words. It's just throwing them to this deity that, that is far off, that is indifferent. But, but sometimes people win the lottery. And so, so, yeah, here we go. We'll throw these prayers out. But Jesus responds by saying, but your father knows what you need. You don't need to pray like that because prayer is rooted in relationship with God. And your father knows what you need. So Jesus begins this, this teaching on prayer with, with giving us these two ways of praying that, that aren't aligning or realigning with God's presence. And, and maybe as you hear those two things, you, you can identify some barriers within your own prayer life that you've experienced of, of times where it's felt like, man, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just saying these things or, or times where it feels like I'm just throwing words out into nowhere to this, this deity that seems far away or, or, or seems indifferent. So Jesus begins there, and then he leads by modeling a prayer of renewal. In the middle of this teaching, he he prays to his Father, and and certainly most, if not all of us, have heard these words before, but but I want to read them over us. This is uh, going further in Matthew 6, starting in verse 9. Jesus says this, This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Five short, simple verses that capture this beautiful prayer of renewal. Someone who is praying to a father that they are in relationship with. And and you see these movements, a renewal of relationship with God when Jesus says, our father. Renewal of authority and truth when Jesus references God's kingdom, his will, and as it is in heaven, it will be on earth. A renewal of provision, of grace through repentance, a renewal of direction when Jesus says, lead us. These beautiful prayers of renewal that, that Jesus models for us. Over the next handful of weeks, we're actually going to be looking at some of these different themes within these five verses and, and looking at other places in Scripture where we see these stories lived out and played out, and in other places in Scripture where we read these same kind of prayers that pray, Jesus is praying of renewal. So I, I began this by, by saying Jesus wanted to teach on prayer and to, to model prayer. And, and I've been thinking a lot about this for myself. Last week, uh, Tim left us at the end of the talk with three questions. Uh, what, what, what renewal do we want to experience ourselves? What are we praying for this summer? And and I've, I've been thinking about how I want to engage in conversation with God this summer, how I want to experience renewal from Him and and pray these prayers of renewal. And and as I've been thinking about this, I've also been thinking about the, the unique barriers that, that I experience in my prayer life. And I, and I wanna share them with you today because I, I think some of them will resonate and, and certainly you'll have some of your own that you can identify. And, and as I'm sharing these, my, my challenge for us today is to think about what are, what are the barriers that could prevent me from engaging in conversation of renewal, of prayers of renewal this summer. My, my first one is the barrier of self-reliance. This, this inclination within me when I'm faced with a challenge or, or a possibility or an opportunity or something I can't figure out, my first inclination oftentimes isn't to come to the Father and to bring it in prayer. Oftentimes, is to look within myself, within my own ability or my own power, and to see how can I fix this? Is more time needed? Is more energy needed? How, how can I find within myself a way to resolve this issue or this this problem. This has oftentimes been the case for me where I've, I've gone through all the tools in the toolbox. And then the last thing I reach for is to come before the, my father in prayer who already knows my needs. And so the effect of, of this barrier of self-reliance in my life can be at times to not prioritize prayer, to not make time for prayer. And, and another effect can also be anxiety experience from, by holding things that, that I'm not actually meant to hold Anxiety that I've experienced uh, by, by having a problem or a challenge that is actually beyond me to, to mend or to overcome. And certainly, this isn't the source of all anxiety. I know uh, many of us have experienced anxiety because of, of mental health, and that's something I've dealt with myself and have sought professional help. Um, but, but I can also say in my life, there have been seasons of deep anxiety that have paralleled with seasons of, of a pretty quiet prayer life with my father. And Paul Rhodes, who is um, someone who's mentored many of us before he died a few years ago, would say anxiety is an invitation to prayer, to bring to God the things that, that I'm not meant to carry and to, to contain, the things that, that are beyond my power and my ability, and to surrender them to a Father who already knows my needs and loves me, and to bypass self-reliance and become reliant on the Father. Another um, hurdle or obstacle for me is uh, a shame. Uh, an easy, quick definition of shame to, to distinguish it from guilt is guilt is regret for something I've done. Shame is regret for who I am. Um, in the, the, the creation narrative, in the beginning of Genesis, the first handful of, of chapters, we, we read that God creates everything. He creates uh, a, a perfect world and he creates a man and a woman, Adam and Eve and sets this world in motion. And Adam and Eve um, have one rule, they can't eat from a specific tree. And every day God comes in the evening, the cool of the day, and he walks with him and is in perfect relationship with him. And the story goes that the one thing they're not meant to do, they do. They break covenant with God and their first response, their first instinct is to do what? Is to hide from God, to hide from his presence. Because of this thing that they've done, they, they now feel shame. And because of that shame, their response is to hide from the presence of God. The influence of shame in our lives can be something that quiets our prayer life. That doesn't lead us into renewal, but rather makes us want to hide. I, I came across this quote. It's um, by a monk and, and also a theologian named Thomas Merton. And he says this, God is asking me, the unworthy, to forget my unworthiness and that of my brothers and dare to advance in the love which he has redeemed and renewed all, us all in God's likeness and to laugh after all at the preposterous idea of worthiness. The simple truth is we don't have to better our lives before we can come to God and pray prayers of renewal. In fact, it's the very reason we need to pray prayers of renewal. God is not gonna run from the mess that we've made. God's not gonna be intimidated by the, the need in our lives, the brokenness in our lives. And in fact, when we come to God for prayers of renewal, shame is removed and replaced with new hope and new life. These are my experiences, self-reliance, shame, and then this third one, just not over it. And I, I sometimes, when it, when, when it comes to my prayer life, can, can make it so complicated. I, I remember when I was a young Christian, a uh, young Jesus follower, and, and, and passionate about cultivating a rich prayer life, I made this decision, I was, I was probably about 16 or 17, that I was gonna get up every morning at 5.30, and I was going to pray for thirty minutes, and, and maybe you've done something like this, and, and maybe you do something like this, and that's a fantastic habit uh, it It didn't turn into a habit for me. It turned into two days of doing it okay, one day not so much, uh, then just kind of fell off and and so i've I've tried to have all of this this uh, the disciplines and ideas and and some of these things can be really good, really helpful habits but but there's other, also been times in my life where It's as simple as starting a conversation. It's as simple as as saying, Father, this this is what's going on in my heart. This is what's going on in my life. And and that can happen at all stages, all times of the day, whether I'm driving, whether I'm walking, whether I'm folding clothes, no matter what I'm doing, to just simply engage in conversation with God. And so to to end our time today, I, I actually want to do just that. I want to read a prayer together. Uh, this prayer that I just read, the Lord's Prayer, is going to be up on the screen. And, and uh, I want to invite you, wherever you're watching this, um, at home or or uh, wherever you are, to, to engage in this prayer with us as we prepare for this summer to, to engage in conversation with God at prayers of renewal, anticipating the new life that He has for us. So let's read these words together. This is Matthew 6, starting in verse 9. This then